You are Locked On Kentucky, your daily Kentucky Wildcats podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Kentucky Podcast. We bring you info and insights on UK football and basketball every weekday. Stay informed by making us part of your morning or afternoon commute. Listen and follow for free on Apple or Google Podcasts. Just subscribe to Locked On Kentucky. I'm Dan Reefer with Fox 56 and Lexington along with Kyle Tucker of The Athletic. Today we're talking about uh, the, the latest Associated Press poll and the net rankings debuted. Uh, first time this season the net rankings are out. We'll also uh, uh, discuss a little bit of UK football. Uh, there was, you know, a couple All-Americans named to the first team from Kentucky, so we'll definitely talk about that. Uh, but we begin with that AP poll. Uh, Kentucky moved up uh, a couple spots uh, from number eight to number six, and then Ohio State, after losing to Minnesota, dropped back two spots, only fell two spots to, to number five. So now that makes it, locks it in for Saturday that it'll be number five versus number six when Kentucky and Ohio State play in Las Vegas. But Kansas is the fifth different number one ranked team this season. Uh, the AP poll has been around since 1949. So we're talking 70 years, and this is the first time five different number ones uh, have, have, have been named, voted in before New Year's Day, which the record for number ones in a season is seven. So we're just two off of that. I think we'll hit it, maybe surpass it. That was back in the 1982-83 season. It would be a shocker if uh, Kansas grabbed number one and held on for very long, <laughs> yeah. uh, the way things are going. Um, so, yeah, I, I mean, it's going to change hands again, probably. I mean, we might get to double-digit double yeah. digit number ones this year, honestly. Uh, the way Gonzaga's uh, playing, they may be able to, to – they're now number two. Uh, Kansas slips. Gonzaga has played well enough that uh, if they survive these last couple of non-conference games, they're going to be fine. Yeah, and I mean, honestly, the the table is set for Kentucky to take number one again. Um, Right. You know, it's a tall order, but if they beat, you know, uh, Utah, Ohio State, and Louisville all in a row, depending on what some other teams do, they, they certainly would have a case to be the number one team again. Um, you know, and Ohio State will have that case uh, again because, uh, and Louisville will have that if Louisville beats right. Kentucky in Rupp Arena. If Ohio State beats Kentucky on a neutral court, they're both still in the top five, even though they lost. Um, so I would say all those, all the teams involved with Kentucky, including themselves, have a chance. They're they're in the AP poll. They're number three Louisville, number five Ohio State, and number six Kentucky. They're they're all basically going to play, or Kentucky's going to play all of them in the next two weeks. Um, so those teams are in the picture. Um, Auburn is uh, still only number 12, but they are the only major conference team left that has not lost a game. Um, They're not getting a lot of respect. No, they haven't played a lot of people yet, and they've had a couple close shaves, but uh, I think Auburn's really good. I mean, they're coming off the Final Four. They lost a lot of guys, but they also had some really key pieces back. They got a terrific freshman in Okoro. Um, you know, they, they've got some really good players and they got a really good coach they play a fun style um i'd keep an eye on auburn as well and that's obviously a team uh kentucky's got a face still and in terms of sec teams in the ap poll 12 auburn 21 tennessee uh not in the sec but a team kentucky's going to face on the road number 24 texas tech jumped back in after beating louisville 
Yeah, Texas Tech just barely won, I think, by six points tonight at home against Southern Miss as we record this on uh, Monday night. Uh, but, yeah, Auburn hosts NC State on Wednesday. Uh, San Diego State is at number 20. They're one of the other unbeatens along with Duquesne and Liberty, just four left now, and the, those are the four right there. Duke jumped back up to number four. Uh, has some Kentucky fans kind of like, hey, we lost to Evansville. <laughs> they lost to Stephen F. Austin. They're four. We're six. But um, Kansas, I guess, is a worthy number one because they their only loss was to Duke, and they're nine and zero since, and they won Maui. Uh, but one of the big um, surprises, not a surprise, but uh, a big item from the AP Top 25 is North Carolina is out of the Top 25 for the first time since February of 2014. They were in there for 106 consecutive weeks, but they're now six and four. After they lost to Walford, they they were all the way up to number five at one point during this season. Yeah, um, they're they, going to lose a lot more. They're they're I don't know how long they're going to be without uh, their their one and only true star Cole Anthony. Um, they don't have a lot without him. He was kind of carrying that team, and now he's hurt. So um, this this looks like it's going to be a rough rough year for Carolina and that that early game in the CBS Sports Classic in Vegas on Saturday. Not super appealing now. North Carolina, UCLA, neither of those teams is all that good. Uh, and North Carolina is going to play at Gonzaga Wednesday. Before, yeah, they've got a West Coast they, swing. Uh huh. I mean, they could be they could lose their fifth straight game in front of us uh, out there in Vegas. Um, yeah, that that would also be something I would assume Carolina hasn't done. That may be in many many years since Carolina's lost five straight games. That's a good night of basketball Wednesday, by the way, for uh, UK fans. You're going to have to stay up till 11 o'clock Eastern time to watch Kentucky play Utah. But at 7 o'clock, it's Tennessee at Cincinnati, followed by North Carolina at Gonzaga, and then the Kentucky game. So it makes for some good viewing there on Wednesday night. Yeah, that's that's a, a pretty good slate. I wondered, I assume there had to be some kind of bonanza going on Wednesday for, <laughs> right. for yeah. Kentucky to end up with an 11 p.m. Eastern time start. But uh you know, it could be fun uh, if I didn't have to. If I didn't have to be sitting in the arena till three a.m. after it's <laughs> over, uh, after uh, flying the day of, and so I'm going to be all screwed up in terms of. Uh, oh yeah. Uh, you better you take know, a nap. Just, yeah, yeah. It's going to be. That's going to be a, a, a long day. But I, you know, if I was just sitting at home flipping channels, that's a that's kind of a fun win, random Wednesday night in December. One other note on the AP Top Twenty Five: Penn State is ranked for the first time. Since March of 1996. Uh, before that, I think it had been like 1954 since they were ranked previously. They debuted at number 23 this week. So the Big Ten now has five ranked teams. That's the most of any conference. Uh, but speaking of the Big Ten, despite Ohio State's loss, they are number one in the uh, net rankings. So the net rankings debuted Monday and uh, they'll be updated daily throughout the rest of the season now. Kentucky comes in at number 58, and that's because Kentucky's strength of schedule is 280. But Utah is 54, so Kentucky could pick up a little ground there on Wednesday. Yeah. Uh, And, uh, you know, Ohio State losing to Minnesota, you know, I said Kentucky's 58, Utah's 54. Minnesota is 5-5. and And I guess the strength of that Ohio State win, despite a five and five record, is forty eight in the net rankings. Yeah, I would I would just encourage people not to even look at them right now. Um, 
if you'll remember, it's it's funny. A year ago, in the the very first net rankings ever when they came out, this time a year ago, Kentucky was sixty first, uh, and guess who was number one? Ohio State uh, hmm. in the first the very first net rankings. Uh, so that's kind of interesting. They were basically in the exact same position. One Ohio State, Kentucky, sixty first this year, fifty eighth. Um, wow. This these are just rankings that grow. Uh, as there is a, a larger uh, data set, and you know the early ones, people say maybe you shouldn't release them that early. But I don't really have a problem with it as long as you take it for what it is early, and real, and then you get to watch it organically grow. And I think that's what they liked about it. The NCAA is okay, so you can look at it now and go, well, this is obviously not right. It obviously doesn't match what we we're seeing with our eyeballs. Yeah. And then over the course of the season, as it gets more data. Uh, you do it does begin to merge with what you see with your eyeballs, and and it you know by the end of the year there weren't many real egregious net ranking uh, issues. You know it's it's not way different I don't think than Ken Palm. I think they wanted to take a little more data into consideration, so they didn't just. I asked them at one point. I went up and visited with some folks at NCA headquarters, and I asked. A bunch of questions about a bunch of things. One of them was, "Why didn't you just use Ken Palm?" And they, you know, they basically said, "You know, because they they use some of that stuff, the offensive and defensive defensive efficient, efficiencies and other things." But uh, they basically wanted to in, input more data than just just that set of rankings. So, um, and it's gonna it, it is gonna grow. I mean, even Ken Palm, I think we're still maybe in the stages where where his rankings still factor in at least some of what happened last season. Which can mm-hmm. skew can can also skew things, right? Um, so they're all all of those really metric based computer generated uh, rankings of teams need just need more information, and so uh, three weeks from now even they're going to be a lot different. Well, we'll talk a little bit more about those net rankings, and then uh, UK football lands two uh, players on the first team All Amer- AP All America, uh, so we'll discuss that as well when we return on the Locked On Kentucky podcast. If you are looking for a last-minute fun sports gift for the holidays, go to BreakingTea.com forward slash locked on. Breaking Tea makes sports t-shirts around teams' passion moments. Great for all fans. Go to BreakingTea.com forward slash locked on, and then feel free to search the site for great shirts and fun sports gifts. You are locked on Kentucky. Your daily Kentucky Wildcats podcast. We're back here on the Locked On Kentucky podcast. I'm Dan Reefer with Fox 56 along with Kyle Tucker of The Athletic. And we were discussing the net rankings and we mentioned Kentucky number 58. Uh, but, uh, and then you just went through how, you, you know, it changed. It'll be much different in three weeks. It'll be much different in, you know, a month, two months. Uh, and, and it'll begin to resemble more of what, uh, what we're seeing. Uh, but for right now, Kansas is number two. San Diego State is three. They're unbeaten. Butler is four. Baylor, five. Gonzaga, six. Auburn, seven. Louisville, eight. Stanford, a surprise at nine. Dayton, ten. Uh, Duke is at 13. Uh, But, you know, after all of that, um, the NCAA's article on this uh, net rankings release made sure to point out that last season, Virginia debuted at number two and Texas Tech at number three, and that was your national championship game. Oh, that's that's pretty good. And Ohio State, I think, looked good at this point a year ago. Um, not number one good. They're a much better team this year. But uh, that's interesting. Um, yeah. uh, other, I guess other teams of note from the net ranking for Kentucky, 23 Arkansas, 
25 Tennessee, 26 LSU. Michigan State, their best win, 29. Uh, Texas Tech, 34. Ole Miss, uh, 46. And as you mentioned, Utah, 54th. So they're basically, uh, Kentucky is playing three teams ranked ahead of it in the net, net rankings uh, in the next eight, you know, nine yeah. days. Right. Um, so, it, again, that's, you, if you win all three of those, Kentucky ain't going to be in the 50s next, you know, next time they come out. So. Right. And so how does the Ken Palm differ from the net rankings? Well, Ohio State is still number one in Ken Palm. Duke is number two. Louisville is three. Kansas, four. Michigan State, fifth. Gonzaga sixth, UK is seventh. Yeah, uh, I can again. The one, the one problem with Ken Palm, I think at this point, is that it still does weight some of what happened in the previous season. Um, yeah. So, I don't know. I, I'm not smart enough to figure out. I mean, I, I would <laughs> say, I mean, I don't know if Kentucky's the seventh best team in the country right now. That might be high, uh, yeah. or six where they are in the AP. Uh, I don't think they're the 58th best team in the country. I, I, they're like a top 20 team until they prove otherwise. Yeah. Well, a little bit more on Kentucky basketball before we move on to football. John Calipari on his radio show um, um, had Kenny Payne was on the radio show. And Kenny Payne mentioned that Nick Richards, uh, he put him through a workout where he asked him to do, to attempt 350 no, to you know, make Kareem Abdul Jabbar style. To make to make, make three hundred and fifty. Kareem Abdul Jabbar style um sky hooks. And Kenny Payne says I think he only missed five. <laughs> yeah. How about that, right? Um yeah. and then the other piece of that was he was talking about he, he had actually invited Tyrese Maxey to come in and watch him. Um and then when it was over, Tyrese Maxey's like, I've never seen anything like that. And <laughs> and Kenny said, Now watch. The thing to watch is what does he do tomorrow at practice? And he goes of course, the next day of practice, Nick missed ten in a row, um, right. and he said because the whole the whole thread there was kind of what Cal said the other night. You know, the reason they are and Cal Cal mentioned it again tonight. He said, "Look, he had twelve yeah. and twelve points, and he said six rebounds, twelve points, four rebounds, four blocks." We've watched him for two years. We would have exactly what we said on the podcast. Yeah. You know, we would have said, "Great job, Nick. We'll take it." But that's this is not that's not where he is right now. He's a guy that they actually believe can be great now. Uh, and so they're going to try to push that, pull that out of him. And that was Kenny's point as well. Like, I, you know, you should be trying to dominate because you can dominate. Um, you know, he said, we're not trying to just be a little bit better than our position, you know, a little bit better than the, the guy across from us, a little bit better than what people think. You know, you're trying to be great. Um, and so I, I would bring this back to, to, to the – PJ thing again, you know, I just, it feels the more they talk, the more it feels like what they tried to do with PJ and keep his kind of keep the, the, their foot on the gas with him. And it sounds like, um, I I don't know. They're in such a tough spot. And we discussed this on the last podcast about how, you know, three guard lineup is, is the best. And, uh, that pushes Khalil Whitney back. It gives him less of an opportunity to get out there, but they, you know, they just talked about on the radio show how, uh, they need him to be the defensive player that they think he can be and showed him, uh, you know, tape of uh, DeAndre Liggins trying to get him to to kind of understand how he would need to play and get him more comfortable out there. But uh, And then that uh, he also talked about how the mentality of the team that they want defensively is to try to shut people down the way they did UCLA and showed them 
uh, footage of that one from the 2014-15 season. Yeah, that was all interesting. The wall sits, the weighted wall sits were real oh interesting. Oh, God. <laughs> like he was saying they were like having to hold like 50-pound weights and do three-minute wall sits. <laughs> Those are br- they're brutal. Three-minute wall sit without a weight is I brutal. can't do one. I, I guarantee you. It'd take me three months to train just to be able to do one of those. I've done um, a one-minute one, like, I don't know how recently, but within the last year anyway. And just just out of nowhere, if you try to do one minute, it, it is a Your burn. legs will shake. I mean, yes, it's, it, is, uh, it is outrageous. Um, but and he, he said he told him going into that practice that he was just going to basically crush them. Uh, I guess it was this morning's practice as we're recording on Monday. Yeah, um, and, and you should you know, be thanking me. You should be thanking me, yeah. This is going to be one you're going to be glad you survived, and you should be thanking me. Um, so that's interesting that he put him through the meat grinder on Monday. Then he said it'll be like a scripted practice on Tuesday, and then they fly out to, to Vegas and just do their walkthrough um, you know, Wednesday and then and play the game. So um, th- just that he, he wanted to, to really get after them before they head out of town. How does that benefit them going into these two big games this week? Now, do you know are they are they flying out on Tuesday? I, yeah, they're we're doing media we're doing to. media stuff eleven thirty I think uh-huh. Tuesday morning, yeah. and I think right. they go straight uh, to Vegas uh, probably after. I think some of them have finals Tuesday. I know some of them had finals tonight, Jeez. Uh, or today and tonight. Um, and so they're getting all those. I think these first couple days of the week, so they can fly out Tuesday night and get get to Vegas, they'll have a practice there Wednesday. I mean, basically a, a walkthrough and then, uh, they got a day to adjust basically to the three hour time change. That's rough. But I mean, I guess that's the other advantage of playing that like night. You can just sleep all day Wednesday, but which, uh, which can make you groggy though, too. I can, I can remember as a player, not a basketball player, but as a football player, if I had a long bus ride, to a game like a you're talking about a two-hour bus ride or something and you start nodding off and you wake up all groggy like you go out there and warm up and stuff but you just the energy is different sometimes it's harder to get and and you know we've had that happen with um we've seen that happen with kentucky in like noon tip-off games where calipari's you know mentioned that oh these noon we got to do something else this isn't working you know at noon or uh so it's a thing it's a real thing we'll just see how they handle it yeah yeah, I mean, the fact that you're also playing a team from out there uh, that mm-hmm. is that isn't you know that isn't going to run into that. Uh, yeah, that that first game I think could be maybe the sneakier challenge of the two. I mean, the be- clearly Ohio State's the better team they're playing, but that's uh, that's tough. Yeah. All right, we'll take another break. Uh, we will get to football when we return and talk about the AP All America uh, selections from UK. Unlocked on Kentucky. This is Locked On Kentucky, your team every day. All right, we're back here on the Locked On Kentucky podcast. I'm Dan Reefer with Fox 56 along with Kyle Tucker of The Athletic. And the the AP All-America team released Monday. Lynn Bowden, first-team all-purpose. Max Duffy, first-team punter. It's the second straight season. UK has had at least two players make the AP All-America first team. Last year it was Josh Allen. Benny Snell and Bunchy Stallings. Forget about I forget about Bunchy Stallings making AP All America first team. UK previously had a total of four players make AP All America first team. Four in the years between 1958 and 2017 has now had five in the past two seasons. 
Really? Is that right? Yes. According to Mark Story. Wow. I did not research that myself, but I trust Mark Story from the Lexington Herald Leader. He um, He's usually pretty good about that. Yeah. Uh, I can't think of AP All-America first-teamers because sometimes when you think of the, the greats, like if I think about Tim Couch, well, Peyton Manning was the quarterback for Tennessee at the same time Tim Couch was the quarterback at Kentucky. So Peyton Manning would get that first team over over him. Um, and, and like – a Wesley Woodyard wouldn't have been a first teamer, and no one from that 2007 team that I can think of right off would have been a first teamer. Uh, Dwayne Robertson was a defensive lineman who was like a, a number four pick, I believe, in the NFL draft overall. Yeah. Uh, but um, like, yeah, just the respect factor too of a Kentucky. Um, I would imagine Art still was probably a first-team All-America. I don't know if he was or not. Dennis Johnson might have been another defensive end for Kentucky. Yeah, I, I don't know the players, and there wasn't an article on it. It was just a, a tweet from Mark Story uh, that I stole from him and used it. Yeah, it's, uh, actually, it's actually four in the last two years. So it's the same number in the last two years as in the previous uh, 70, but, <laughs> 60. But, but was Bunchy Stallings not a first-team All-America? Because that's uh, what the U.K. release said today and i seem to be remember being surprised last year when it came out uh so you're saying well who who would the who would the fifth one have been bunchy josh allen i don't think benny was a first team all-american was he that is what um i don't know straight straight from uk's release it says this marks the second straight season uk has had at least two players named to the first team in 2018 defensive end josh allen running back benny snell and offensive guard bunchy stallings earned the honor hmm. okay. so i mean that reads to me that they're saying yeah those guys were first team all america yeah last year i don't know so it's a lot either either way later. whether it's four or it's five They've have they have at least as many, if not more, in the last two years AP first team All Americans as they had in the previous uh, sixty years. That's... Yeah, the point being, Mark Stoops' recruiting and development program is the best in the history of Kentucky football. Yeah, because you know Bear Bryant, that was a different that was a different time um, than it is now. Recruiting is much different, um, but the the players that Kentucky is recruiting now and getting. And then the development program of what these guys have turned into, like Josh Allen and Benny Snell, were not four-star guys. Uh, Lynn Bowden was a guy who Ohio State was interested in, but you know he was committed to Indiana. Yeah, know? I mean he was a he was a legit guy. It was just he had right. issues that people were afraid of. But uh, yeah, yeah. I mean the the rest are are really very impressive <laughs> stories mm -hmm. of development. I mean, I think even probably Max Duffy. Um, he hasn't even, we got another message from our buddy, Matt Panton, um, the former UK punter from Australia. Pants. pants. Uh, he referred to him, signed off as pants in the, in the message he sent me. Uh, but he pointed out that Duffy uh, has only been punting for three years and just keeps getting better. So, yeah, cause you he know, was just a Aussie, Aussie rules football, football guy. Yeah. yeah. So, there's some development there too. I mean, that's Dean Hood and that staff, um, all those guys, uh, Louis Mastakis. Is that how you say it? Matt Stakis? I think so. Matt Stakis, yeah. Um, Mad Stacks. Mad Stacks. Um, 
so I mean, every, basically everybody but Lynn Bowden was a total project um, and became first team All Americans. And then, you know, with Lynn Bowden, he's a first team All American. Kind of project, yeah, he's a well. first team All American because they found a way to utilize his ability in a unconventional way. Um, yeah, and, I, and so that's the staff really gets credit for all four of those guys. Well, speaking of the staff, we uh, uh, we saw that Dean Hood took the head coaching job at Murray State this week, or last week, I'm sorry, um, and Mark Stoops said that Hood will coach in the bowl game, that Dean Hood does want to be part of the bowl game. and That's really uh, unusual. I'm, I'm surprised yeah. by that. But, uh, you know, I've I've heard from uh, from former players that Dean Hood is just one of the best best dudes out there and i can i can attest personally from from knowing him since he came to eku all those years ago in 2008 so i've known him for i guess 11 years now Uh, he is a great guy but you know i didn't play for him obviously so i don't know what that relationship is like there and uh these these guys just say he's just he just couldn't be better um as far as replacing him stoop said he's in no hurry and he's just not sure what direction he'll go yet. You mentioned Louis Mastakis. He could be a guy that they they promote, you know, into that yeah. spot. It's interesting because one of the, that's what Stoops' reply is every time he has an opening. I'm not in a hurry. I would, you know, sometimes text him when they had coordinators even leave. And, and he'd, you know, what's the deal? What are you, who are you looking at? And he's like, oh, I'm not in a hurry. <laughs> and it, was, right. it always kind of surprised me a little bit. But I think he likes to just sit back and, Take his time and see what's and let him out come there. To you yeah, a little too, bit, but also yeah. just to not to rush it. You know, so many people rush these hires or think I gotta I gotta do this. I gotta hire a recruiter or I gotta hire a guy that knows this guy. And I think he just kind of takes well, his the, time. One of the things he's not gotten, I don't maybe enough credit for is just he's put together a really damn good staff. Yeah. Um, you know, and had to rebuild it. And it took a little time, I think, to get with a with an offensive coordinator that he was on the same page with. He did try to go square peg, round hole with the air raid, when that's just not what he's comfortable with. Yeah. Um, you know, it took a little while uh, with on on defense to find a guy, or and then and then replace a guy that he you know there was a good. Uh, you know, working relationship there, a balance between, you know, Stoops' input, but that letting the coordinator kind of go with it and call the defense. Um, I don't think that was ever going to work out quite right um, with, uh, gosh, now I've forgotten, completely forgotten his name. DJ Elliott. Yeah, DJ Elliott, uh, because DJ Elliott was like his son. You know, he had coached him in college, and they had, you know, had this, you know, side-by-side relationship, and now he's trying to run the defense and, and, and his – his dad essentially is his boss. Mm. You know, I just, it was a we. I thought that was a bad dynamic, but you know, after some time, I feel like Stoops kind of got a handle on the way to build that right balance on a staff, recruiters and developers and play callers and all that stuff. And I think what he's got right now, this is a, this is a really impressive group. And I'm sure he's, I'm sure he hates it that he lost Dean Hood, because I do think that of all the guys that get a lot of credit on the staff, Hood was probably the sort of sneaky underrated one. Mm hmm. Yeah, no doubt about it. A lot of experience defensively uh, that Dean Hood has. Uh, and then Lynn Bowden on Friday, it was the first time that he had you know, talked to the media uh, since announcing that he was leaving for the NFL. And he, he said that it was last minute, that he was just uh, wasn't sure what he's going to do. And then just kind of last minute it came to him and 
um, someone asked him, you know, what factors went into it? Uh, what were you considering? And, and he just goes, my son. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that was it. it was just yeah, and that's son. that's why it was really never, uh, right, never a question. Um, yeah. By the way, as we talk about uh, Kentucky guys in the NFL, you know, Larry Warford is a guy oh, that yeah. played under Joker. He's made the Pro Bowl the last couple of years. Uh, he oh, actually yeah. had a, he had an injury tonight, uh, but he's been playing for the Saints. And as we are recording, there's 12 minutes to go. The Saints are just undressing the Colts, 34 to nothing, with 12 minutes to go. And Drew Brees is 29 of 30. 29 Jeez. of 30. Jeez. For 307 yards, four touchdowns, no picks. Uh, that is amazing. 29 That's... of 30 is incredible. It's hard to do that with nobody playing defense. Uh, he's just <laughs> throwing dimes out there. So, anyway. Well, you mentioned uh, you know, Larry Warford. He played at Madison Central High School. And I went down there his junior year. I went down there and did a story on him. And when I saw him then, I, I wasn't, like, blown away. I wasn't like, oh, my gosh, this guy. I mean, he had good footwork and everything, but nothing, you know, just screamed to me NFL at that point. But, of course, he was a junior in high school. I mean, he obviously went through a, a, a program at UK that helped develop him. Right. Uh, but Lafayette alum Jed Wills, you know, who chose Alabama over – over Kentucky, went to Lafayette High School here in Lexington. He made second team uh, all AP. Uh, you think uh, his teammate was Landon Young uh, in high school. Yeah, um, he's a he's a guy that um, our I think it was ours at the Athletic. One of the one of the latest mock drafts uh, that I've seen. Uh, it's still a little early for mock drafts, but one of the latest mock drafts I've seen, I think, had Jedrick Wills in the top five. Hmm. Um, so he, he, I don't think he made a bad choice for himself. Uh, it's crazy though, because I mean, I think it really was down to Kentucky or Alabama. And as good as that offensive line has been, imagine if they had Jedrick Wills on top of all these guys that they have. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah. So they, they, you know, that's uh, cause they got Landon Young out of there. They got, uh, they got the quarterback, uh, out of there. Um, and they were hoping to, to make it a clean sweep. Um, got Walker Wood, Landon Young, and they couldn't uh, couldn't close couldn't, the, quite, couldn't close yeah. the deal on Jedrick Wills. But if you think about that, like as good as they've recruited and as good as they've been, there's a handful of in-state guys that you know they had a real chance to get and didn't. Uh, that you go, man. I wonder what would have happened. Well, they, there's another one coming up on Wednesday. Walker Parks. He's an offensive lineman from Douglas High School in Lexington, and he is signing with Clemson on Wednesday. And his teammate, Jagger Burton, is in the 2021 class, and Clemson has offered him as well. So they might want to try to – I know they're trying to lock him up. I know that for a fact. And and this is even with um, his head coach at Douglas High School, Brian Landis, having been on the U.K. staff under Stoops, and they they still couldn't get him, but – that's understandable. Yeah. Um, hey, one more thing on Bowden before we go. And I thought this was just great, what he said. He said, as far as playing in the bowl game, he said that um, Josh Allen and Benny Snell had no no weight on whether he was going to play in this bowl game or not. He's like, I'm my own man. 
nah, I made this decision myself. I just couldn't leave my teammates out there with one more game to be played. And then he finished with, because your best impression is your last impression. Wow, okay. Yeah. So that's a nice line out of Lynn Bowden that you would like to hear as he's entering his final game at UK. And a guy, you know, just really illustrates how much maturity he's picked up in these three years at Kentucky. That doesn't sound like a thing he would have said or tweeted back in his <laughs> ma- manic tweeting days right. uh, in the early going. Good for, good for Lynn, good for Kentucky, and, and let's all pray or send positive vibes or whatever you do in a search, situations such as these that Lynn Bowden gets out of that bowl game in one piece. Uh, yeah. I always, no I only, my only concern is this is all great and it's a wonderful story, but everybody's going to feel like crap if that kid plays for Kentucky one more time in a game that ultimately doesn't mean a ton and, and gets hurt. So I'm hoping he doesn't. All right. Enough of that talk. We'll wrap this up now. Uh, thanks for tuning in today. Thanks for listening. Uh, coming up uh, tomorrow on, let's see, what day is that? Uh, Wednesday's podcast. Yes, Wednesday's podcast. We will uh, hear from John Calipari and get some player comments before they head to Las Vegas. And then, of course, pre- preview that Utah game a little bit on Wednesday's podcast. And then you heard us talking about signing day. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll have one of those for you. I have a signing day podcast for you later on Wednesday. And then uh, Thursday you know, later in the day, we'll we'll review that Utah game, um, and then of course preview the Ohio State game on Friday. So that's what's ahead here on Locked On Kentucky. Remember, you can follow us, comment uh, to us, ask questions on Twitter at d r i e f f e r, and Kyle is at Kyle Tucker underscore a t h. All right, thanks for listening, guys. Have a wonderful Tuesday. <laughs>